Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. This is from the Artful Wanker. I, he, is, he is now number one over Matt the Dog. I mean, Sorry, he should be. Yeah, I mean, the Artful Wanker. The Artful Wanker. That is yeah, awesome. He's got to uh, be from England, right? He's got to be over there, UK. He's got to be something over there. British in some way. Oh, yeah. What's up, baby? It's Chris Sims. I'm Button. It's the Wednesday podcast. It's the quarterback rankings reaction podcast. Going to answer all the good questions from the homies on social media today. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about it. And... I mean, without further ado, my favorite wanker at NBC is here. I mean, look at this. I got my favorite wanker. How big is that Paul group that I'm in? There that, he is. That pool of artful wankers that I'm number one. Well, is it, is well I... you're, you're the only one in the artful wanker one. Okay. You're the only one there. In a yeah. class by myself. You're class by yourself. I was excited to be here anyway. Right. I mean, first of all, I've missed you, man. It, Thank it's, you. it's been a while. It has. It really has. It, I mean, it, holy crap. It's been about a month. Since after the Super Bowl? I mean, I think that's about the last time I we did I think we it. had one in the fog of the Olympics. Right, right. Kind, yeah. of, kind of in there. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's, it's awesome to see you yeah good to see you we got quarterbacks coming up yeah we start the show with artful wanker i mean i mean that's that's good right right there i know and you know like what's crazy is a few times because we always get these comments from people from sky sports when i do the show with floria yeah and i mean we say shit and ass and all those worse than that and one time i said wanker and that was the one they were all like liked it or no no they were like whoa (laughs) you can't say wanker and I was like, I think I've said like <laughs> 10 words worse than that. But Wanker was the one where they were like, you can't say that. So uh, funny. St- it's, it's a word that is truly associated with English. Yeah. Right? Oh, I mean, 100%. 100%. I mean, yeah. even growing up, I feel like when I learned Wanker, I was always like, oh, that's, you know, that's the you English wanker, term. Right? Yeah. And right. like, I, I don't know what level of like offensive or funny or bad it is. I think it's it more is. offensive over there than it is here. Yeah. I think. Okay. Or that's at least what I was led to believe by the we email. We do have some international love on the show. I yeah, mean, we try. I do. Based off the Twitter. We definitely do. I mean, some of our, our, our best questioners are, are people from outside the continent of North America. With the best handles. With the best handles. Yeah. I mean, of course. And we'll never forget Matt the W, but he, I think, was in America, <laughs> and you still screwed that he up. He will be back. <laughs> he we, will we're be inviting back. him back for draft season. So uh, in order to get ready for yeah. this, uh, to have the quarterbacks on my mind, to have your voice on my mind, because it has been a while. Right. Went for a walk with you yesterday. Oh, did you? You and Ahmed, oh, yeah. Oh, that's had the, nice. Had the pod. Yep. Did the old man going for a walk, get my steps in kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Listened to you guys for a little over an hour. I, I wasn't in for the full buck 51. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> I did get to the best parts. Yeah, though. good. That's all you got to do. I yeah. mean, we don't expect everybody to hang in there for an hour and 51 minutes all the time. Hopefully you get what you need out of it, but I I'm not going to cheat any certain subjects. And and I, you know me, once you get me rolling on certain things, I just keep going. So it was it was a long one, but good. Glad you got to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you got some things you want to say, push back, agree, yeah. whatever way you want to talk about it here. Three pages. Um, I certainly have not noticed, you know, the aggressive 
social media behavior maybe towards me as I have in years really? past. Not as much as in years past. I think Monday evening after it came out. It, I mean, it, there's it always start. a little. There's always a little. But it's not as aggressive as I've seen in the past. And, and really, I should ask Pete. Pete would know more. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the kind of just kind of gives like a quick glance on mentions and looks, and then I just go, sure. oh, okay. You know, so yeah, Pete's my muter that way. Pete said he's not had to mute anyone. So the there last you go. Forty eight hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that's that's that tells you it's different. I think that's. It. I mean the uh, the uh, quarterback the the thought of the quarterbacks out there isn't as high as it has been. So people no. are just fired up about it. Maybe? No. No. I think you're exactly right. It's it's not as it's not as a talented group as we've right. had over the last few years. I don't know if the high end guys are you know as sexy and you know I think the main thing is. The high-end guys have not been beaten into the brains of everybody in go. America that yeah. this is the guy. So now American can actually listen and digest and like go, wait, that guy made an analysis instead of like, wait, no, I've heard from three years that two was the best in college and you're, nothing can change me. And that yeah. to me plays in part with, with maybe that conversation. I think it's a really a good point. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm part of that too, just a, as an educated are. fan. Sure. I've never seen Malik Willis play. Right. So like I'm treating, I treated Monday with listening to you guys, which yeah. I did yesterday. Right. And then talking about Malik Willis at some point today is kind of like a get to know you. Like yeah, I, sure. I've not been hearing about him since his freshman year. Right, right. So, yeah, there was something to that as well. These guys are, yeah, they're not, you know, household names yet. So I guess that's why maybe, you know, social media can can get involved in the conversation and and digest it a little better than years past that way. Plenty of quarterback talk for the draft class to get to. A couple of uh, pretty good headlines Mm -hmm. to start out with. We had things. We had news anyway. Yeah. About five minutes ago. They come out with this. Tyreek Hill has been granted permission to seek a trade. This I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. This shocks me in the sense that if there's one receiver on one offense, I can't picture it going the way it's supposed to without this guy. Right. It's the Chiefs without Tyreek. Yeah, right. He, he's like he's you know he's embedded in the DNA of how they run their team. I mean, he's embedded in the reason of uh, this is this Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes. We've never seen anything like this. And, I mean, the plays they call, the routes that they call, and the combinations. I mean, that that caught the league by storm for two or three years. Everybody was going, "Holy shit! Nobody does this. Nobody runs a forty-yard post corner <laughs> on this side and then runs two forty-yard post routes on." the the other side that so that it caught the league and it was because of Mahomes ability to stretch the field with his awesome arm and, and, and to speed. your point and his speed yeah. right I mean and that's where hey his worth is better than his statistics it is uh, as we've talked about a lot during the season I mean he's big and yes they can call these plays the attention that he you know uh, gets down the field of course opens things up for everybody else and allows them to call some of these crazy plays that they do right but I got to think this is money Money, money, money. We're going to the last year of the contract, mm-hmm. right? He's in his upper 20s, and we've got some receivers who have, you know, upped the market over the last few years, whether it's Adams last week or DeAndre Hopkins, you know, a year and a half ago, to where I'm sure he's asking for that type of money. But it looks to me like, and I don't know what he makes now, Pete. Um, and he's around, sure. Off the top of my head, I'm going to say it's 18. I okay. believe he's around 18 So he, he's going to want to be, let, let's guess, the highest paid receiver in the I would league. think he's going to be looking that, right? And I know the age is getting there, but when you watch him, he still looks super fast. He does. He still loves contact. He right. still turns a two-yard gain into eight-yard gain all the time on those quick little hitches. Right. Just turned 28, Pete says. Okay, so he's getting close to being old, in, 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 I guess, in wide receiver terms. Yeah. But you look at this entire offense, and what's the number one problem teams have when they face the Chiefs? It's, okay, what are we going to do with Hill and Kelsey? Exactly. What are we going to do with Kelsey and Hill? It's always the combo. 
if you removed him from that, Travis is still a load. He's still all pro. Yeah. That problem looks a lot different if Hill's not the other part of it. I, I, I would agree with you there, too. Uh, agreed. And he's, he's literally the, the reason teams don't play man-to-man against Kansas City Chiefs. Right. They just go, oh, well, we can't do it. I mean, we, us, man-to-man? I mean, it's, I mean, you know, Tampa Bay Super Bowl win was the fact that we played the guy early in the year and played a man, and he had 200 yards in the first half. We have to change and not play this way to beat them. So I, I'm with you there. That's where it is an intriguing thing. This is, this is a team that, I mean, we know it's a great team, but also it's a team that is more built on the premises of we're going to be so elite and dropping back and throwing the football. That's really what our team is about, to put pressure on you that way. So he is not replaceable. He is still freaky and in the conversation for the best receiver in football and the greatest weapon in football. Now, they got you know some talented guys. They know they're paying a lot of money to. They want to keep their team in order. You know, I don't know how much money he's asking for. I will say, I do think he lost a step last year. Okay. A step. You know, we're still talking like he went from three, four rockets up his ass. He went from four rockets up his ass to three. Okay. okay? It's still like in a category. But it's the first year I went, eh, I'm not sure he's the fastest receiver in football. Huh. Jamar Chase might actually be challenging him there. Okay. But either way, it's still awesome to your point. And here's the last thing I'll say, Paulie, about Kansas City. I think this is probably part of it, too. You know, you hit on the, mon- the money. We've talked about that. Kansas City, if you really look at their football team, they don't pay big long-term contracts to people 30 and above. Or around that range. Do you think it would be good to stay to that rule with this case? To me, you know, listen, they didn't stay to that rule with Travis Kelsey. But Kelsey, tight end is a position where I'd say we have a lot of evidence of aging tight ends who still can play good into their 30s. It's not a position that's necessarily predicated on, whoa, you got to be so fast off the line of scrimmage and beat people that way. That's where you become a superstar at that position, right? Tight ends could do it with their size, their route running, yep. their brains, right? And, and still be really freaking good that way. Receiver is a little more predicated on just your pure physical ability. It is, and especially in that offense. So what was your question? You pointed out yeah. the oh. Chiefs historically don't pay yes. guys when they get closer to 30. I, I would said, think, in this yes. case, should they put that aside and say I think this you got to think about it a little bit. I think you got to think about it a little bit to go, wait, we saw maybe a you know, few miles per hour off the, the top speed last year. And then you go, okay, it's another year. I mean, how long do we want to commit to him too? Do we, we do we want to have big money committed to this guy three years down the road from now? I mean, I'm not sure. You know, it's three more years. How much faster is he going to be? He's not going to be a guy that's going to win with size, and he's not like a precise route runner to where you go. Well, we'll find another little niche for him as he gets older because he's such a good route runner. The speed is the thing. It's the thing. Yeah. So I can see them going. There's there's a limit to what we'll give you. Yep. I can see that and justify it and, and understand their thought there. I can. You know, and listen, we, we can say all we want. Veach and, and Andy Reid have been fucking awesome driving yep. that machine yep. there in Kansas City, and they seem to know what they're doing. So we'll see. And the names we're hearing, like, did you hear the two teams we're I hearing heard, here? I heard Jets. Right? And the Dolphins. And the Dolphins. What? Mike McDaniel down there with Jalen Waddell? Yeah. That running game? Oh, fake reverse to Waddle, fake reverse to Kelsey. I mean, he'll have teams having – they'll have heart attacks on the field with trying to defend those yeah. two guys with rockets up their butts. I yeah. mean, uh, <laughs> so I understand that. And then I understand, you know, of course, the Jets wanting him. Heck, yeah. 
I mean, you got Corey Davis, who can kind of do it all, but he's not a speed burner. You got Elijah Moore, who can kind of do it all, but is not a speed burner. Ran 4-5 or at the Combine last year. Kind of the slot guy you want who can occasionally go deep. If you got a guy like Tyreek Hill in New York with the Mike LaFleur running system and all that, and you got a quarterback that, again, that I last year was saying he's got some Rodgers and Mahomes in him. That can he can unleash sixty yard bombs and you could do plays where you go, nah, there's only a few quarterbacks in football that run these plays right here. Mm-hmm. That that would be something and it would be a good fitting, I think, even in their offense and, and Zach Wilson. So again, as we're taping this here on Wednesday late morning, we we've just heard of this, so yeah. we will see where it goes and keep track of the uh, Tyreek Hill story. Yeah, Matt Ryan to the Colts. I right. believe yes. since you and Ahmed were here Monday, your first thought when you think about Matt Ryan playing for Frank Reich. Um, I, a perfect. I don't want to say a perfect fit, but a really good fit. I I just think well, this is a great move for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, they had a, a, a shamrock and a horseshoe shoved up their ass for them to land this one because they were sitting here a for week a ago. Third rounder. I know. I mean, we were sitting wow. here a week ago. I'm going. Who the hell yeah. are they going to get a quarterback? The Colts. Yeah. Their team. This. That's a damn good team. They're only a player away. I mean, they were a team this year that I said many times. I thought, man, they get in the playoffs. Watch out. They'll be a, a an sob trying to to beat them in playoff football. They've been a playoff caliber team. They yes. didn't make the playoffs last year, but right. they were right there. I mean, they, right they should have been in minus yeah. the last game from Wentz. Last two games. Two yeah. years ago, they were there with, with Philip Rivers. Right. My first thought was, okay, Philip was pretty good. He's actually. In between pretty good and really good, yeah. I thought two years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think Matt Ryan at this point in his career is a better version of what Rivers was I do. two years ago? I do. I think he's better than, than Philip Rivers. There's two reasons I'll say I think he's a little better than Philip Rivers was. was The fact that Matt Ryan and his movement is underrated about his game. Um, it's the one thing I, I think not a lot of people realize. Yeah, we know he's a pocket passer. Right. But I think if a lot of people came in here and we watched a, a game from last year with the Atlanta Falcons, they'd be surprised at how many times – he does make plays moving. Now, this not like, oh, he's outside the pocket like Mahomes and Josh a Allen. Slide here, a slide, slide there. Slide here, you know, running up, at, running up and attacking the line of scrimmage while also being able to keep his eyes down the field. Oh, wait, I'm going to run for six yards. Oh, wait, they're closing in on me, and I see Calvin Ridley. Boom, he hits him for a 25-yard crossing game. He's very he, – his movement creates a lot of plays. That's what I would say. You know, it's, it's a little like Tom Brady plus where we talk about, yeah, you don't need to be the great athlete, right. but he knows how to move the pocket and get out of people's way. And then yet I would say even Matt Ryan, he can run for first downs and get out of the pocket and make some plays thrown the way. That, that's where he's going to be better than Phillip Rivers. Added to the fact that one of our issues we had with Rivers that last year was the fact that I felt like teams sat on them. They realized he can throw the ball past 40 yards, so we yeah. don't really need to worry about that. Ryan, not that he's got a, a huge arm, he at least is going to go, you, you better get back. I can throw it over your head and we can still hit the post for the touchdown. Right. That's where I would certainly give him an advantage there. Best case scenario for yeah. the Colts, and also great for Matt. I mean, definitely. It, he's a guy that's been so easy. I, I remember being around him at his pro day, I think back in 2008. Easy to be happy for his success in the terms of how he carries himself and how he has played. Um, always accessible. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure he, at times he has wondered in the last couple of years okay, my team is getting worse around me. I'm getting older. My production's going down. What if I went to a place that had a top 10 defense and a top two or three running game, and now he's there. I know. So wonderful for the Colts, and now it's a, it's a bit of a, okay, Matt, in a nice way, let's see what you still got. I, I, because, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's there around him. It's, it's there around him. I mean, it is. And, you know, after watching Stafford and Brady and what they did the last two years, exactly. he's sitting there going, shit. Okay, this team's got some of those qualities those guys had, yeah. too. Let me go here and give it a shot. And, 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 you know, what's different is he didn't intend for this to happen. Right. This kind of got forced on him. 
You know, Watson Quickly. Watson reached out to Atlanta out of nowhere. It was right. not the other way around. And then I think Atlanta was like, "Whoa, okay, wait, you're interested in this? Let me let us try to figure something out here." And that's where you know it, it seemed to have gone wrong, uh, definitely there. But you know, I think it with, with Matt Ryan, you know, in Atlanta, first off, yeah, good for him, Atlanta. It's I still say this. I mean, it's amazing they went seven and ten last year, mm-hmm. and I would be shocked if they're better this year. I was going to say that even if Matt Ryan was there, I don't see how they're better. When we get to the point, I, I forget what time of the year it is when we're looking at all the over unders yeah. for win totals in the NFL. Right. There is no damn way that it's set at seven. No, I, I would be shocked. I would say it'd be closer to five. I think it'd be about five, right? Yeah. What is it? So th- this is where you know Atlanta too, where the unintended consequence of Watson Watson coming this way and then start the ball rolling about whoa, okay, now we're going to need to trade, you know, uh, Matt Ryan. I think they finally realized, like, okay, wait, we're stuck in this thing here. We disrespected Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. All right, he's had enough. He wants to get out. He's been great to us, so let's try to, you know, be good to him and send him out the door, not hold people's feet to the fire to get yeah. more picks, which I think Terry Fontenot even said today. They wanted to do right by Matt Ryan, too. They weren't going to hold him and go, no, we want more in the trade, right. which is cool and good to see. But I also think within this situation, Atlanta realized, and I know this a little bit. I do know this just from people around there. They went – Wait, Calvin Ridley not playing for us this year. Russell Gage gone. We don't got a running back. You know, Matt Ryan's coming to the end. It might be the only time we can really trade for him or have the power to trade for him right now, anyways. And we're kind of stuck in this corner. They got nobody. They lost their best defensive player, Aluakon, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think all of this stuff made them realize. Wait. All right, I think we're going to have to take a step back to go two steps forward. Mm. And I think that's realistic. Yeah. I do. Because it's just, again, there's not much to talk about in their team where you go, oh, well, that part of it can make them good. So that's where it was good. Uh, and there was another part I wanted to say. And then, wait, I go, last thing, because you know you got me going here. <laughs> I mean, Matt Ryan, still top 10-ish quarterback mm. in football. Yeah. And it's a big statement. I, I think a lot of people would have him closer to the middle at this point. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I think I. You know, it's been hard to tell on that team. I, it is. It's hard to tell on that team, and that's kind of where I was going here with this. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, he's right around there, ten, eleven, whatever you want to say. Real good. We're gonna win a Super Bowl, no doubt about that. But uh, like, I've had, I've seen a few people question whether this is a real upgrade over Carson Wentz, and I'm gonna be like, what? Are you mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Like I mean I know I know Carson Wentz has maybe a few a little more physical ability at this point of his career and his his production even though it ended really poorly yeah he was at his worst when they had to have that win exactly right so that's on that's on him but yeah the production start of the season till the end was was pretty good it was good he 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 definitely played better football this year mm-hmm. you know early in the year he struggled. They lost some games. It was a tough schedule. They got the ship going in the right direction. He was good, not great. Then he started to kind of get, whoa, okay, he's kind of getting hot and making some plays. And then, like you said, in the kind of the biggest moments, it all kind of went downhill again. Mm-hmm. So there's that issue. You're not going to have that issue with Matt right. Ryan, let alone the questions about the guy in the locker room mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, so Matt Ryan, you know, one thing like, and I'm, I'm going to share this with David Dave Ragone, the quarterback coach in Atlanta. I don't think he'll have any problem me sharing this with him. Is I, I saw him at the combine a few weeks ago. All he could talk about was Matt Ryan. Mm. Matt Ryan. I mean, I just I can't believe this point of his career, how well he does in coaching, how motivated he still is, how he's like wants to come in. He's early, last guy out. He does all of those things. And you know, to your point, that's what I wanted to get back to is. 
don't just read stats. You know, I've seen too many people go, well, Carson Wentz had 27 and 7 last year, and uh, 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 Matt Ryan only had 20 and 10. I mean, that doesn't look like an upgrade to me. Right. What are you, like, stop with that. We're just going to read stats <laughs> and not go into the context? Who the hell was in Atlanta that we thought that was going to be some show last year? Like, what? Not a good, not a great offensive line. I mean, below average running backs, no Calvin Ridley. And we thought that Matt Ryan should put up 35 and 7 or something like that with that group. I think they were bottom crazy. three in the league scoring defense, which matters. Of course. Rushing offense, which matters. Right. So, I mean, that goes into how he was playing, how yes, he was thinking, the exactly. kind of risk he was taking. So, he had to do, he had to push the limits and risk and do all yeah, that for them to win a right. game, to your point. You're there exactly are, right. There are times, plenty yes. of times where numbers are misleading. Yes. That, certainly, that is one of them. Certainly one of yeah. them. Before we move into this year's class, I just yeah. want to point out 2008. How often do we get the one and two quarterbacks in the draft, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, where both organizations be like, I'd do that again 10 times out of 10, where I would take that guy and the second quarterback, they would take him. I don't think it's happened since. It's, you go back and look at it, the one and two quarterbacks off the board, yeah. it's not very often. Yeah, it's usually only one of them kind of oh, is yeah. happy with what they so, got. You're right. 2008, that was a, that was a special that class, was, at least in terms of the top two. Definitely. And, yeah. and, and two guys that are yeah probably a little underrated in really how good they were in An totality. MVP and yeah. a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. I mean, that's... I know. It's it's uh, legit as hell. It okay, is. for this year's class, Pete, let's go ahead and roll 2022 draft quarterback rankings. Chris rolled them out on Monday from 1 to 5. Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter. First question. This isn't Ask Me Anything Wednesday, so this one from D. Abbott 716 With all the trades of the quarterbacks in the NFL, how does that reflect on the rookie quarterback class in this draft? I, I think it reflects a little to show you that teams are just not sure. I guess you know, I, I would word it, what does it mean now moving forward? Yeah, I just it, I think it shows that you know not everybody was sold. Like, I look at Washington to go, whoa, they went Carson Wentz at 11 mm-hmm. instead of going, hey, we'll take our chances with one of these rookies and, and try to build from there. So uh, I do think it says something a little bit. There's some unknown about the whole class, as I'm, I'm going to describe here. You know, it's not as slam dunk as maybe some other years of quarterbacks that way. And I think every one of these guys has at least a little bit of like, huh, or a huh, I'm not sure about this. So there's that. It's just not a clean, you know, group that way. And the other part of it is, is I think there's a tremendous drop off off the top three too. Yeah. So it's, you know, after the three, after the three, in my opinion, so I, your, your third was Willis, was right? Willis. Okay. Yeah. I I look at that as a go. Those three kind of I think are the only first rounders. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. And where the other guys are later down the down the road. So I think that also plays into this too, to where you know you're sitting in the middle rounds, late in the twenties. You know, I don't know. We know quarterbacks can get overvalued at times to where you go, uh, maybe there's going to be guys gone too. You, don't, you just don't know. But I do think those moves speak to a little bit of how it's looked at, at least the quarterbacks uh, throughout the NFL lens. You mentioned about the first three maybe being the only real first-round quarterbacks in this class. Yeah. Let's get to the points bet here, Pete and Kristen, with uh, will there be over or under three-and-a-half quarterbacks drafted in round one? Uh, that's according to points bet. That's the question. Over under three and a half QBs. Under under one. under under under, under under definitely. I know you think that it should be the under based off the talent. Yeah. Do you really think that we're going to get to pick thirty two and only three will have gone? I do think this will be the year that it will be. I'm not only me and my assessment. All right, just outside of my own personal assessment. Just you know, again, reading between the tea leaves and you know through the grapevine. I I I have a real 
I, I think I've, I feel that the NFL feels that way too. We'll okay. see. Again, what, it's what still if, early. What if it was two and a half instead of three and a half? Mm. I would go the over, but I would go, that's a dicey one there. I mean, again, I, I don't know. I, no, I would say the over for sure. Okay. I would. I think, those, I think these three are definitely going to go in the first round. I know I've seen some mock drafts where – you know, one of them's left out or whatever. I have a hard time believing that, and I do think the three are starting quarterback caliber, you know, type of uh, of guys here. And I think one of them, I, I think two of them have superstar potential. That's what I want to say too. And that to me is where I think the NFL and as the real important people continue to evaluate are going to see that. You can download the PointsBet app. Use code NBC2K to sign up. Get to risk free. Get two risk free bets. Up to two thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you bet a thousand or a hundred and lose, so if you bet a hundred and lose, you will get free bets worth a hundred dollars. Okay. Once the game starts, start, oh, let me just read this whole thing over to be better to points better. Right. There you go. If you're in an eligible state, points bet has an exclusive sign up offer for unbutton listeners that you can't miss. All right. Download the app. It's easy as hell to use. I really enjoy it. Okay. I do. I look on there for my prop bets and all that when I'm doing that for points bet during the season. So you download the points bet app, use code NBC, NBC2K to sign up and get two risk free bets up to $2,000. All right. That's insane. So if you bet 100 and lose, you will get free bets worth $100. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. I mean, that's a damn good that's deal. A, that's a hell of an offer. And I, 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 like, again, I encourage anybody to check out the app. I do think it's well done. We love comparisons this time of year. Okay, so let's roll this way. Let's look at the 2021 quarterback rankings. Uh, it seems like we were just doing this. We were just talking about these guys, but we roll it back and see what you had last year. I know you, you thought there were a lot more first-round type talents. Yeah. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, there we go. Zach Wilson at one, Trevor Lawrence two, Mac Jones at three, you were kind of cutting against the grain with Zach Wilson at one instead yeah, of Trevor. Sure. And Mac Jones as high as three. Most people had him lower. Four, Kellen Mond. Five, Trey Lance. And six, Justin Fields. Boy, that, that, that's a lot of headliners there where yeah. this year it's a headline because it's the quarterback position. Right. Not so much because of how people feel about the prospects. No, no. And I mean, you know, we got Davis Mills that was in that group there, yeah. right? He's not even on there. Hey, I mean, we'll take Kellen Mond out of that. We don't know yet. I might be wrong, you know. I mean, we we know nothing about the guy yet as as of now. I mean, barely got to play in the preseason, didn't get to play in the regular season. Um, so that was an, that was a special group last year. It was, it was a damn good group. And it's uh, again continuing with the comp here, Chris. At Happy Bambino says, where would you rank this year's first ranked quarterback and fifth ranked quarterback in last year's quarterback rankings? Thanks in advance for the great show, Andre from Cape Town, mm. South Africa. Yeah, yeah. So his point comparing this year's one. And this year's five against last year's same spots. Ooh. All right. So one, Matt Corral, right? Yep. Corral has physical tools that deserve to be in the conversation with Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. Wow. He does wow. have the tools to be in that conversation. There's no doubt. Corral's arm is arguably stronger than both of those guys. His release is quicker, for sure. Stronger I'm, arm, better release. I'm I, listening. I mean, I'm going to, you know, Zach, it's close with the Zach Wilson as far as it's stronger than Zach Wilson. It's close. It mm -hmm. really is. Now, what I'll say is, you know, again, where you know, the questions about Corral, again, it's a lot of one read type of plays within the offense, but you do get enough evidence in every game to go, oh, wait, here he went from first to two, from one to two to three. So it's not like you don't ever see it. 
you know. So that's where I get to get it. Is he put it all together to the same capacity that maybe Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence did? That's where I would probably say no. So I, like I think if, if if Corral was in last year's class, I'd go. I'd probably make him three. Okay, but I'd sit there and go. That's saying something. I know. I know how much you like. Mac I, you Jones. know how much I like. Everybody Mac Jones. liked him by October, but you liked him this time last I, year. I did. I really did. But Corral has superstar traits. I mean, he has superstar traits, and this is where I want to get back to this a little bit. With yes, it's not perfect as far as quarterback play yet. A lot of good, but it's a powerful. It's an elite arm. It's an elite release as far as its quickness, and he's an elite athlete as far as his overall quickness and twitchiness. Now, that's three areas of elite we're talking about. Uh, that, those are big areas, too. So I would have probably made him three and gone, but there's things about his game that I actually like more than Trevor Lawrence's. And like, th- th- there is. Yeah. Whether it's the consistency in mechanics, the quick release, he does throw from different arm angles more. His arm is more explosive than Trevor Lawrence. That's hmm. for sure. And this kid is more accurate than Trevor Lawrence. This kid is through the roof accurate. So we have arm strength comparable to Zach Wilson. Yeah. Better release. Mm-hmm. Accuracy better than, than Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, this is this is good. He's uh, he's good, man. He's got the abilities and things to be a, you know, Aaron Rodgers type stuff. Now we gotta we gotta see it. We don't know. You know, right. again. And and you know, all the highlight plays and all that, all you gotta do is look at that and go, Oh, well, I get what Chris is saying there, because that's an unbelievable throw. That's an unbelievable throw. You know, he's fast. You know, he doesn't have great size. I wish he was – he's good at moving in the pocket. The first guy, if he sees him and he's free, never gets him. He makes him miss every time. I wish he was more patient in the pocket. That's where guys like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones have an advantage on there Mm because there's too many like, oh, the first guy's not open, and he might tuck it and run. And you just go, wait, the pocket's good. Just sit there. Number two's going to be open here. You know, those are the little flaws of his game that maybe aren't as polished as the other one. But, man – the high-end talent, the way the NFL is played right now, is perfect for Matt Corral. Read options, play action pass, put me on the move, let me throw a laser. Yeah. That's what he does. But like where he doesn't do things like where I would go, when I say put it all together, you know, we talked about some of the reads or go through the reads or be a little more patient in the pocket or, wait, you're a great athlete. You're scrambling out of the pocket. Now scramble out of the pocket and like, wait a second. Make them, you know, be like Mahomes or Allen or like Zach Wilson or, or Trevor Lawrence were last year where now you buy some times and you throw a 30-yard pass down the field after you do that. Those are the little things that he hasn't quite all put together. You see one every now and then here and there. But, yeah, there's some things, man, Paul. It's, it's real. We're going to get back to him in a second. I just want and to And I know pay people off. question his, his character a little bit. And there's okay. some maturity questions. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know all that stuff yet. You know, I know. I hear it. I hear it. But, you know, again, I can't put stock into all that stuff all the time because, I mean, I've had too many times, Tori, where I get into this and people tell me this, and then all of a sudden a week later somebody I trust even more tells me something that's the opposite of what the fucking guy told me the week before. So then I go, well, fuck. You saw it this way. You saw that. That's your personal opinion. Right. And you had a relationship with a guy that, you know, maybe liked that guy or didn't like that guy, and I don't get into all that crap. That's easy to understand. Also, I I mean, for our purposes today and for the foreseeable future, we're – we're talking about what you see on film. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, We're I mean, talking about what we are. Maybe there comes film. a point next month where there's enough of this other stuff and to, I'll, to consider. And I'll talk, hey, this is out there. This sure. is, I'm hearing this. But right. as for today, you're right. talking about what you see Period. as a quarterback. We're right. going to get back to Corral in a second. Yeah. I want to pay off this question because I'm interested to hear. He wanted mm-hmm. you to compare this year's five, which I believe is Desmond Ritter, to last year's five, 
Trey Lance? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. This is where it's not even in the same fucking stratosphere. I thought it might be yeah. quite a bit different. Yeah, it's not in the same, same stratosphere. I look at Hal and Ritter as being mid-round picks. Yeah, I really do, and my honest heart's there. Now, they might get overdrafted because lack of guys sure. and the quarterback, like you've mentioned, yeah. but... You know, these guys last year, I was going, well, they're all first-round picks. That's why it was hard to order them. I was going, then they're all good. You know, there's there's things about all their games that I went, ooh, I like it, I love it. Ooh, man, whoa, that's great. You know, the, no, with, with Hal, Ritter, other guys down the list, I, they're, they're not even in the conversation, the guys last year, as far as that. I couldn't put them there. All I right. wouldn't even – I don't know if I would – I wouldn't put them in front of Davis Mills again or that. Right. So they're, they're, they're even farther down. And I'm probably missing a guy or two last year where I'd go, this is where they should be. But that's kind of how I look at it, Paul. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some, some questions about those guys coming up. Yeah. But back to, back to Matt Corral, your number one guy. This is an interesting question, mm-hmm. and it comes from Rahul, and I hope I am not. I hope you're saying to- it. I hope you are. Ramachandran. Okay. <laughs> We'll go with that. Chris, in 2018, you said Josh Rosen was a good decision maker, unbelievable decision maker, accurate, good timing, good in the pocket, yep. but ranked him five because of his size. Why are you a fan of Matt Corral, who has a similar, similar narrow body structure? Right. Well, all right, it's a great question. Okay. You know, I guess I would say here I am four years later where I'd go, I've learned some things too. Size, I don't think is as important maybe as it used to be. So maybe, again, the way the rules are set up in the NFL, the way current offenses are played, it's not as imperative as it maybe once was to where I could say I probably overrated it there a little bit. Um, you know, size, not necessarily 6'4", six, 6'5". You know, I, I look at it in different ways, too. Where what Malik, is he? Malik Willis, he's 6'2". Okay. And I think he was 2'12", I want to say, somewhere in that range. It's fine. You know, it's fine. Right. It is. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, there's different ways of looking at it. I think with Rosen, where I got a little scared was how narrow he was with the shoulders and everything, where I just went, man, that's just got a weird look to it. And my experience would say, yeah, guys like that, I can get concerned with. I saw Matt Corral in person. He doesn't have those shoulders. But here's the last part of it, too. Rosen was purely a pocket quarterback, purely, like not going to really run at all and really wasn't capable of it. Mm, right. Matt Corral, I'm telling you, is out of the top five quarterbacks, only Desmond Ritter is faster than him. He's faster than all of these guys. Uh, he is. He's faster than Malik Willis. I'm not saying he's a better runner than Malik Willis because we're going to get into him. Speed. But straight line speed, I think other than Ritter, he's beating all of them. So his, that and and then it, like I told you with his little breakdown before, his quickness compared to Rosen, we're talking about the turtle and the hare or whatever yeah. you want to say there. It's there's not even compare. Matt Corral's quickness might have been the most shocking thing of the evaluation of him because I really sat there and I went, holy shit, I can't, can't get over how quick he is and makes a move in the pocket or puts his foot in the ground and changes directions huh. to where I went, like, that's fucking, like, receiver-ish with how quick he is. And he sees a guy coming and makes a miss. You know, that's, so that's where he's different than Josh Rosen. Let it alone, I think, you know, I'm trying to evolve my thoughts with the current NFL, yeah. too. How, how about his quickness, decision-making, and release? The release is as quick as I've seen. I mean, so quick, Paul, at times I just go, I don't even understand how he threw the ball that hard. It doesn't look like he – it looks like he just threw a dart from his ear. I mean, you have to slow down it. And it's one of those things where I go, you know, I think if he gets in the NFL, he could let it chill out a little mm. bit and let his arm go a little bit. Release is as quick as anybody I've seen come out. 
in the last four or five years. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I think about that. It's the quickest release I've seen yeah. in the last four or five years. The other aspect was, what was the other one you asked me? Like the, quick-minded, like he oh, sees it and it, you know, that, it's That's out. where, he, if it's a one-read thing, you know, I heard Daniel Jeremiah the other day go, it's some of the quickest hands I've seen from Matt Corral. It's a good way to pit it. Because yeah. he's talking about the release, but he's talking about like his ability to fake the read option, pull it, oh, here comes the slant, boom, let me get it out. Yep. You know, again, there's not a ton of like, let's go to the first, the second, the third read like I've talked about. Or, you know, read option, let me read the RPO, let me read it. Oh, wait, the inside slant's there. I'm about to throw it. Oh, no, wait, he's not open. Then he throws it outside to the outside slant or the outside hitch. He's very good with all that. Now, the pure pocket NFL-type throws with going to one to two to three, is that in the class of, like, Mac Jones or Joe Burrow or Kenny Pickett? No, not quite yet. Not, not, I don't see as much evidence of that. That's concerning because, it, I mean, that's, that's most of the it, dropbacks. It, I, I get you. I get you. I, it's concerning. But I, well, what I'm trying to say, too, is you see enough okay. if we watch together where you'd go, well, okay. Here's four plays in this game where he did it, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, it's just not always from the traditional of like one to two to three to four. They're a team that's a little built of like, you know, you got to take this into account too of what we, we made this play for you to throw the laser to this guy. Yeah. Or we made this play for you to look to the laser to this guy and then flip real quick if he's not open. And we only got one other guy running around here, and now we need to make the big throw. So they have a little of that too, and you got to take that into account. But he has a lot of those kind of plays, Paul, where it's play action and we're going to hit the go route down the right sideline and he's getting ready to throw and okay it's covered and then he flips to the other side of the field and you go and they're telling him hey now we want you to hit the, the 20 yard post coming across and he fucking throws a laser and can do it like that wow you know what i mean so there's the the potential all the things you like you, i mean they're all there it's just you don't get to see it a ton to like the traditional way we're talking about a little bit it's such a negative perception of this class i know you don't love this class you don't love it as much as last mm-hmm. year's but i just want to point out i mean that's that's a really positive place to start for your number one guy matt corral i wrote down last yesterday when i was listening to you insane athlete quick feet quickest release in a few years yeah. arm strength phenomenal so uh you like most don't love the class but i mean there is still a lot to like at the top definitely there is based off of what i've heard from you you talk with ahmed monday and what we just talked about here i want to put a cap on one question here because i like the question but chris already answered it it's from freak skull he said hey chris and paul love the pod love the quarterback rankings pod where would you rank matt corral if he was in last year's class and chris already answered that he would have him third which is where mac jones was so i think that's another nice compliment uh, to matt around any corner within every battle And with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Let's move on to Kenny Pickett. Had his uh, pro day earlier this week. If you're watching with us, we're going to show a little bit of that now. Yeah. When you watched him throw, I know you've already seen his film, but Mm -hmm. you just watched him throw with with the backwards hat, with the two gloves on. Yeah. What'd you think? Well, you know I don't love the two gloves, but again, I'm not going to like make my determination on that. That's what he's done for his whole life, basically. This is who he is. You know, he's a machine. You know, that that's where you look at him. He's you know a, a guy that can do everything you want. You know, from your starting quarterback. Can do it all. There's not going to be any limitations to what you got to do on the offense or anything like that. But 
you're also not going to be able to put in that play that I was talking about where I go, hey, this guy's going to run a 40-yard post corner, and these two guys over here are going to run 40-yard posts. Yeah. Right? That's not going to be what he's going to You're not going to be able to go, oh, we're going to put in all these wow plays because he can just wow you that yeah. way. You know? He's ready to go right now. He's a very good decision maker. But a little limited. But he's a limited. There's no wow factor with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. There's no wow factor at all. But he's the most ready to play – you know, in an NFL offense right now, that's for sure. Yep. You know, he got to do that at Pitt. It's a good offense for college football. You get to see all the things we talked about or the things I questioned about with Matt Corral. You know, those aren't those aren't a question with, with Kenny Pickett. Right. He is a good athlete. You see that during the pro day too. You know, every throw is pretty much in the spot where you want it to be. But there wasn't one throw where I went, oh, 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 man. Oh, wow. Oh, man, that's seven lasers in a row. Oh, my gosh. Right. No sidearm throw. His release is the slowest out of the top three quarterbacks. It's deliberate. It's deliberate. Yeah. Right. So that's where it is. You know, again, I like Kenny Pickett. I don't love it. I'm not right. as wowed with him. You know, I, I got st- Willis below him. You're right. And that's where I'm staying, you know, my evaluation. But, man, there's things about Willis yeah. that I love more about Pickett for sure. I always listen to you. I think this is the third or fourth year we've done this together. Right. And I'm always – I mean, I listen for a lot of reasons. But one of the things I listen for, I'm like, okay, Chris might make a change there. And, like, I could see a month from now – I mean, you, you may not do yeah. it. But just based off of taking it all in, you know, sitting here across right. from you – I could see a potential change with, with Willis and Pickett. Uh, it crossed my mind yeah. even then. Just to, but 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 I I feel like some and we'll get into it. I don't want to get into it because I want to let the questions come naturally. But there was just the, some of the questions I had with Willis were just a little too much for me to put him there yet. But as I said on Monday, his ceiling is certainly greater than Kenny Pickett's. There's right. no doubt about that. You know, but if you're a team that needs a guy to step in next year and play and maybe do the Mac Jones thing, yeah. Like Kenny Pickett's probably the guy. the guy. He's probably the guy. So I'm going to back up to 2018. Yeah. I, I saw Pitt come to Notre Dame. You were there as well. Yeah. You know, Kenny, I think he was a freshman at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pittsburgh ended up with, with not one but two 1,000-yard rushers that year. Right. And their entire offense was hand the ball off. Yeah, Quadri Olsen and yeah. uh, I can't remember the other so, guy's name. Yeah, I forget his name I as know. well. But th- they did end up with two 1,000-yard rushers. Right. So this quarterback, who was kind of nameless at that point, just hand it off. I think he threw it like 25 or 30 times for about 120 yards. It yeah. was so conservative. Right. You didn't take notice of him in the prep yep. or in watching him. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of thing where as the years went on, the production and the experience made you look at the talent, whereas like, okay, Matt Corral's talent made you watch and see if he was any good. Yeah, right. Trevor Lawrence's talent, before he even got there, like, I'm yeah. going to keep an eye on this guy because he yeah. can throw the hell out of the right, ball. Right, With Pickett, it was so reversed. It's different, I know. It, it's a little different to be yeah. thinking of a guy as a potential first-round pick where it was really, okay, he's got 25 starts. They're playing pretty well. I'm going to see if this guy's worth his shit. Yeah. It's just different. It is different. It is. Because there's not that – that elite trait that we usually talk about with a guy that's put as the top quarterback in the draft or in that conversation. There's right. not. This is a little bit more of, wait, the guy has all the tools. None of them say, wow, but he knows how to play the position really well. Yeah. And he's the best in the pocket of this group, too. I mean, he's phenomenal working the pocket and doing yeah. all that. So that's where he is really good. And his experience shows. you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't – a little bit of a lack of aggressive decision maker, as I said on Monday, that you know sometimes I just go, damn. I mean, I, it's the first read, and he's kind of open. Come on, you're Kenny Pickett, throw it in there, and right. he might throw the eight yard under route instead of trying to hit the post down the middle. There's some of that that I just I don't like. Let alone like I told you, where I don't know if the the talent is wow that way. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and I said on Monday, you know, I, I think I, I I said in the Daniel Jeremiah, I think you know, I I heard him say Matt Hasselback as far as his comparison. I I get that, I get that, but to me, I would go with this. I'd go first off. Let me just tell everybody, Matt Hasselback, in my was, opinion, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks yeah. of like the last yeah. twenty years. He was right? very like whippy and fluid. I mean, it was it was really pretty. He's a he's a better yeah. thrower than Kenny. I love Pickett. DJ. Yeah, DJ's right. my guy, but yeah. I. I I know what he was trying to say. Yeah, I know what he was trying to say by that comment, but because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's he's wrong by it. It's I a really nice that. compliment for Pickett. It, it is. I don't think he throw. I don't think Pickett throws the ball as well as Matt Hasselback. I think that's what you're saying, right? Because Hasselback was like, I don't think people realize how it was kind of on the money. Throw any freaking delivery yeah. you want. Yeah. He was slick. He was like a shortstop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He was that guy. He was. And I mean, again, if Seattle could catch the ball in the Super Bowl, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. You know. But he. But I will say where Pickett is better than Hasselback is he is a better athlete. He is going to be able to make plays out of the pocket and on the run a little bit more than Matt Hasselback. But yes, that's how I kind of look at Pickett. I like it. Uh, it's it's a safe bet, mm-hmm. but I, it doesn't get my blood boiling until I go, oh man, this guy, he could be something. Are you in the mood to talk about his measurables and his hands, or you want to go right to a question from Twitter? Um, I, I'll do either way. What do you, I'll talk, if you want to talk about measurables and hands, that's It's been fine. talked about a lot, but yeah. I haven't heard you yet. So, yeah. uh, Pete, go ahead and run that. Uh, I, I think we have uh, a photo of his measurable chart there from the combine or maybe his pro day. So 6'3 and a quarter, that's good. 217 is good. Uh, the, the hand size is what's being talked about at eight and a half. Um, say it again, Pete. First, first percentile for the hand size. So this is, I mean, people laugh at a lot of the combine measurables. Hand size for quarterback matters. Does. Matters a lot. Right. With, with how you can potentially command and control and maybe dominate the ball. Sure. Doesn't mean he can't play, mm-hmm. but this is a legitimate red flag, I think, based off everything I've seen at the combine and coaches I've talked to and what I know about what covering up a certain percentage of the ball yeah. means to what you can do with it. Right. I know. You? I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's foolproof. I won't say that. I mean, because we've seen guys like Kyler Murray. Joe and Burrow. Mahomes and Burrow don't have huge yeah. hands. And we talked about this a little bit where, you know, back in our day growing up, 80s, early 90s, quarterbacks only gripped the ball like one right. or two different ways. It was like you can pretty much pin everybody to like the same grip you know where you went? Oh, okay, whatever. You know they're oh this guy's two and five. Oh this guy's two and four. Oh this guy's you know two and under five. This guy's two and under four. Like that was it. That was about all you got as far as grips from the quarterback. As we talked about in the past with Mahomes and Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. You know this group of quarterbacks came into the league going fuck your traditional grips. I'm going to grip the ball up here because my hands aren't that big, and you're not even going to notice. I'm still going to be able to throw lasers around the field. So. It is a real thing. There's no doubt about that. Again, I mean, Brady, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, there's a reason they could throw the ball in the wind in Stafford. December in those areas. Right. They can just throw it right through it. Mm-hmm. You know, they got huge hands, so it allows them to control the football. It does. Mahomes, yes, hands not as big, okay, but grips the ball very much towards the top of the ball. And let's just not forget, he is Patrick Mahomes, like maybe the greatest thrower we've ever seen in the history of the fucking world. Mm. So there's a little something different about that, too. <laughs> well, I will say where with Pickett is, he's been wearing these gloves his whole life. 
I don't love them. And I also think it's part of what you talk about, the traditional throwing motion. Yeah. Because it's hard to do non-traditional with the gloves on. You know the ball sticks to your hand a little yeah. bit. It's hard to throw. It's, you don't see sidearm throws or anything like that from Kenny Pickett. It, it, as soon as so, they see it, I think, okay, yeah. something's not the way he wants it to be. Right. If That's he's using mean, the glove, doesn't mean he's not going right. to play great. But, I mean, I see that, and right away I'm like, hmm. I wonder if his thumb hurts. It's, well, he has a thumb that's weird. There's it something does not going extend on all the way. It. it gets to he showed it to me. It gets to about right here. Yeah. There's an issue with his thumb as far as extending. Yeah. And that's why, as a young kid, he went to this huh. glove. Now, where I'll say too, also to defend him is, hey, he did play in Pitt. I saw games of shitty weather. Sure. He still threw the ball well. Mm-hmm. He did. You know, but do I look at him and go, is he going to be able to go up to Green Bay and throw 50-yard lasers into a, a 10, 15-mile-per-hour wind like Mahomes or you know Rodgers or Brett Favre or, or Tom Brady? No, I don't think that's going to happen. It doesn't sound like anybody's expecting it. And so. you know, I think it's funny, too, when you look at that chart there, if you want to throw that up one more time and you're watching on YouTube, you know, the hand being in the one percentile, you know, the arm length and the wingspan, not that great either, which also, again, would lead to strength in your arm. I mean, levers are real. That's levers are strength. And you don't have a long arm or long wingspan or big hands. It's hard to have the long lever to create the force to throw lasers around the field. So I think that says something, too. One question here. Uh, this is from at French Potato 01. My pro comp, high end for picket, Ryan Tannehill. Do you think it's possible for Pickett to be a near top ten quarterback? If yes, how likely? Is I, that? I, I yes, I, that's not a bad comp, comp either. Yeah. Now he's not quite the athlete Tannehill is, who started at wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a four or five guy, Ryan Tannehill. He's not quite. Mm, I don't know if his arm is as good as Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. but. I like the question because this is – I even said this to producer Matt Casey a little bit. I, I, I look at that, – that's to me what I look at is Kenny Pickett. He can be a top 10-ish quarterback for a long time. That's kind of his ceiling. I don't ever see superstar top five in the game, top three in the game. But I think if all goes right, we're sitting there going, hey, you know, most of the coaches in the league think he's the ninth or 10th best quarterback or something like that. Oh, this guy thinks he's 11. So what? I think that's where he is. I that, think he could do that. And that's good enough to win a, Super Bowls and big games. It's a big win for a quarterback who goes in the bottom half of the first round of the 20s somewhere. Like, teams would sign up for that. You're thinking about taking him at 20 if you're Pittsburgh, if he's there. Yeah. Hey, he can be as good as Ryan Tannehill. I think you, I think you would take that and run with it. I, that's I, pretty good. I, I Agreed. Agreed. I, it is. You would take it and run it. If you're smart. And you know, like yeah. quarterback play, you know, yes, yes. And, you know, you don't let your fan base run them out of town like Miami, but yes. <laughs> right. Okay, let's move on to your number three guy. Yeah. Malik Willis at a Liberty Pro Day yesterday. I've watched it a couple times. I would imagine you have as well. Yeah. What'd you make of, of him flinging the ball around out there? I loved the, his demeanor and smiling. Great demeanor. Having a good time yeah. with it. Yeah. He's, he's, um, I like him more every time I watch him. Yeah. Every time. Every time I watch him, I go, oh, man, I like this kid. It's just, it gets better and better every time. Mm-hmm. You know, even I thought even the mechanics throwing the ball yesterday were a little cleaner than the combine. The combine was cleaner than what I saw on film, you know, during the season. I like his motion. I do. You know, I, you'd want to talk and infuse into last year's class. Like, I certainly trust his throwing more than I do Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I will say that. I mean, he's. As in his evaluation, his body, when he throws the ball in games, is always in proper positions as far as shoulder, feet alignment. You saw the power in his arm yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's real. It's real. Again, 
You know, and you see that on film too, so it, it confirms that. I told Floria today, the more I watch the guy, the more he reminds me of Steve McNair. Mm. It's a country strong, big legs, yeah. you know, can just grab the ball and, you know, manhandle it a little bit that way. Run some he, people over. Run some people yeah. over. He's that way. You know, I talked a little on Monday about like, you know, I think his running is a little overrated as far as like you heard me say. I don't think he's as fast as Pickett or Corral in a straight race. Well, he's thick as hell but from the he waist is, down. Like woo. that jumped out to me right away right? yesterday. Now, how much does that matter? I don't know. But just it looking at him physically, I'm like, yeah. that looks like an inside linebacker. It's 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 he's six foot it's and three quarters, dude. but his legs and his back and his ass yeah. are of a bigger man. And it 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 it's gonna be it, it does matter. It matters for his base in the pocket throwing the football. He's strong with people around him. It matters when he gets out of the pocket. Man, he breaks a ton of tackles, Paul. I bet. Yeah. So that's where he's not as fast to pick it, pick it or corral, in my opinion. And that's probably why he didn't run the 40. Yeah. I think that. But like I tried to say on Monday, he's very shifty. He really understands how to run like a running back, Paul. Like, lead blockers i know how to set up this guy and set up my blocker to where i can get more yards and then he can lower the shoulder or run through arm tackles that way and be very controlled changing directions that's where he's really good one thing i would i I wish i would have emphasized more on the monday podcast about his movement is yeah maybe a little bit overrated as the runner like i don't think he's going to turn the corner and run for 40 yards as many times people think in the nfl Um, but where i think he can be awesome Mm-hmm. And this is like where I talked about with Corral, where I said, I think he's going to be an amazing scrambler to throw. I think he's got the potential to be a great scrambler. And to me, I'd rather have that guy than going to turn the corner and run for 40 yards. I would. I'd rather have the guy that can get out of the pocket, make a guy miss, and then set up and throw one of those fucking bombs we saw right. yesterday. Right. I like that better than the guy that, oh, wait, no, you know, the first guy wasn't open. He tucked the ball and he ran for 12 yards. Nah. I mean, we're seeing right now. You know, Burroughs, Mahomes, Josh Allen, what are they doing? Buying time Buying to time. carve you yeah. up with their right arm. Right. And he has that potential, and that's another part of the game that I really like of his. That's a great point, too, and I wanted to ask you, with, yeah. with his running potential, like we see Josh Allen at times of the year run it 8, 10, 12 times a year. Yeah. I worry about it, but it, it was a really nice part of their offense. I know. Do you think he can bring that to, to whoever he goes to? I do. I do think he can do that. I think it's, you know, uh, uh, like – the quarterback design run stuff is going to be real with with uh, Malik Willis. It is. It is. You can pull guards and go. He's he's going to be able to, you know, make a move or get the first down or break an arm tackle and get up in there on a third and three when we call the quarterback power play and he's going to get it and he'll get a six or seven. You know, he is. And you saw like you talked about his body. You know. You know, that, that, you know, you looked at his legs and butt, too. And then the other thing I looked at was just you know, his back. I mean, his back and his shoulders. Again, this is where you go, you know, not all measurables or all people that are six foot are the same. They're not the same. Not, you know, quarterbacks that are like we talked about with Rosen and Corral before. You know, it's not the same always that way. And, and this guy with those big square shoulders and that strong back and that strong base is different than your normal six foot and three quarters type of quarterback. Right. Yeah. Having been to so many of these quarterback pro days the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, I always like to look at not only how the quarterback's doing, obviously, but where the head coaches and GMs are around the field and yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of the, the, the coaches, GMs are kind of on the sideline. You'll notice a lot of times they're in conversation as much as they're focused. The guys who line up right behind where he's going to throw, 
and they're just like this the whole time. Doesn't mean they're going to take him, but I mean, going back throughout the years and thinking, okay, I remember that GM was two yards away from that quarterback the entire damn workout. So there were there were GMs and head coaches right behind him picking in the top ten. With what they saw yesterday, maybe there's a little bit of what you're seeing that God, the more the more I get to know this guy, the more I like him. Can you see him going to the top ten? I. I I could see them all going in the top 10. I can. It's the quarterback position. Yeah. I feel like it's not going to go that way as of right now. I don't yeah. feel that way. But, like, you know, Seattle at nine. And this, I mean, Carolina's at six. Carolina's at six. You know. I mean, I know. Carolina's, Carolina's a question in this. I do. So, let's. this is, to me, another good talking point. Is, is Carolina going to be able to draft a quarterback? Are they? Is Matt Rule going to want to play with a rookie on the year his ass is on the hot seat and go, I'm going to try to save my job with the rookie quarterback? I'll counter that with yeah. if they in December are playing better than they were in September. Right. They're getting better at the end of the year and they're sniffing 500. Then you might go, oh, yeah. wait, we got something here. We're building something. I get that. Or yeah. David Tepper, we've seen be obsessed with this. He wants a franchise quarterback. Maybe yeah. he just go, no, you got to get the quarterback because I like him. Yeah. I, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that that coaching – group there is going to want to do that you know i think they're going to put on the show like they did with kenny pickett the other let me look at your act like we're extra interested hopefully somebody trades up yeah but i do wonder if they're going to be given the green light to draft a quarterback i do yeah um but you know you're right atlanta there's that question there and again gm was right there right behind him doesn't mean he's going to take him but i mean history says that when they want to be that close to him a lot of times it's more than just games. I can see like Carolina and Ben McAdoo, they're going to run the true West Coast offense. Yeah. You know, these top three guys, they all fit all certain offenses. But I would say that Kenny Pickett's probably ready to do and run that right away. Seahawks are going to do something to quarterback with somebody. When I look at the Seahawks and Falcons, I mean, at nine. Willis or Corral fit there for me. I mean, listen, they fit in all these spots. Corral's mm-hmm. the best one in my group. He fits in any offense. I yeah. mean, what, what do you not like about a laser and a quick release and pinpoint accuracy? I mean, that fits in any fucking offense. Right. So, but I will say where I look at like, you know, Atlanta and Atlanta, what do they want to do? Play action pass. Play action. No, but Matt Corral, that's what he does. I mean, it's, he's, a, he's made for play action pass. Yeah. Get him away from the line of scrimmage. Let him throw one of these lasers to one of these guys. You know, Malik Willis, I think he's kind of made to play that way too. You put them both in Seattle at nine. Seattle, I mean, we saw they're a little frustrating at times, but we know what they want to do too. Boo legs, play action pass. You know, a few drop back passes here and there, blah, blah, blah. So I, I think with all said and done, I think these guys can end up being drafted a little higher than we're all thinking right now. It's easy and, to fall. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and your thing about the coaching thing, I think is very real. Like Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin there yesterday. Yeah. Caught my attention. I mean, there's been the rumors that Pittsburgh would be in the Mike Malik Wallace, mm-hmm. Malik Willis. Pittsburgh is not very good at, in my opinion, hiding intentions. When they wanted Mason Rudolph, Mike Tomlin was standing right behind yeah. him, like I'm right here. I think Kevin was. I think Kevin Colbert was there too. Yes, yesterday. right. Yeah. Josh Dobbs. They kind of made it known they were yeah. on him, and they, Mike Tomlin was right there behind him yesterday. I mean, that would make sense. I think that's the type of offense they want to run. And you know, again, whether you want to make him the starter and take your lumps and go, okay, we're just going to play simple football and play through our defense, or you just want to go, hey, Mitchell Trubisky's our guy this year, yeah. and we'll see where our guy goes in development from there. I could see that happening too. Be perfect situation at yeah. twenty. It just, I mean, just from sitting and listening and watching yesterday as well, it's hard to believe he'll be there at twenty. 
I know. I mean, I know. I would think so. I would think. I think that those guys are going to rise up the boards here. I would have a hard time. Right. I think it's uh, it's easy to fall for a guy more than you should at a pro day because it's easy to look good. Yeah. It's also easy to nitpick. One of my nitpicks was I wanted to see more difficult throws over the middle, like Mm -hmm. that middle. Back foot hits, no hitch, 25-yard uh, yeah. drive. It didn't right. see a lot of that. So that brings me to this question. It's labeled throws outside from Smartyota. <laughs> he says, should teams be concerned that Malik Willis basically had no passes to the middle of the field? I find that to be kind of weird. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this person's asking about the pro day or the film, but you saw both, so... What say you? Well, I think his. I'm guessing he's assessing the film and what okay. he's seen, on the, and then he's true. He's real. That's a real thing. You know, I, I was telling Matt Casey, producer, and I think you might have heard me say it before the show. Yeah, all Malik Willis does is throw goes. Yeah, you know, back shoulder throws, a slant to the outside receiver, a yeah. hitch to the outside receiver, or when they really throw it in the middle of the field, it's like the slot receiver runs the six yard out, the stick yeah. route. That's all there is. Right. So that's to me that again that this is part of the reason, again that why he's three is because it's it, it's it is that stuff. You don't get to see a ton of pro concepts and him go through the. Re- you don't get to see very few at all. We can go through games where I'd go. There was not one play of that. Mm. Right. So that's where again, as much as I like this guy. And I'd like to see some of these things. These things aren't, you know, they're fixable. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of guys in the in the past where I go, I think he can fix this, and he, yeah. they don't fix it. They're w- not in yeah. them. I want to highlight what you, yeah. what you were pointing out just because yeah. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch the whole season of his and there's not much of that, it's not because those coaches don't realize there's money to be made in the middle of the field. Like, something's happening there. Like, there could be that. Those plays aren't there for a reason. Maybe he didn't want to throw them. Maybe he was supposed to go there and didn't. Well, I think that leads to the conversation, too. Yes. I mean, again, this is what evaluators are going to have to kind of piece together here, too. You know, like we said, I think their offense is a little like that at Liberty. Yeah. So it's just like that. Like we talked about with Matt Corral. And, that, it, you know, the read is their offense is a lot of just one to two or one and throw it to that guy, period. So that you got to take that into account. But. You know, yeah, you're also going to have to do your – wait, do we not have some of these concepts because, like, he wasn't comfortable? What was it? And and to your point more, too, you know, the other thing there with that's just some of the, the, the rawness that, you know, you'd like to see get cleaned up a little bit is on some of those plays where I'd go – Wait, this guy is the first read and he's open, and I don't. For some reason, he didn't throw it. You yeah. know, there was a play or two of that in every game too, to where again, I think he can do it. You know, I saw little smatterings here, but it's very few and far between. You know, a lot of it is drop back and kind of wait for someone to separate, or I'm going to make a move and then maybe throw the ball and do something like that. There's very few. Going through the reads, there's very through few pro concepts where he has to read things through the middle of the football field, and you know uh, that, I guess that's that's the things that you'd like to see a little bit more. I had another point I was going to add on to that, but I can't remember exactly what it was. But yeah, those those are the things that you just like to see a little bit more evidence of or get a feel for the guy. And th- this is a phenomenon that happens. I mean, every every year this time of year. I say it's easy to fall for a guy. I mean, a lot of love for a pro day. I mean, you're basically just out there flinging the ball around. So Marlon Humphrey, pretty good corner, right, in the NFL Very right good. now with Baltimore. Not impressed. He says, I don't know why we act like it's amazing every year that these guys can throw a football. <laughs> I mean, it's basically what happens. Out I know. they thrown against there. People get excited. Right. Well, yeah, I, I get it. But there is some that separate themselves. And that, that to me, is where you got to appreciate it that way. Like, I again, think they have their value for, for, right. for sure. Like, I 
I get super excited to see them. Right. You and know. there is something to be said for seeing somebody do it in person. It's it's if you're serious about what you see on film, like or don't like, yeah. if you can go stand next to them, it all makes more sense. It does make so more the, sense. They and, have value, and they do have value. I mean, you know, again, hey, Kenny Pickett's workout was nice, but. You know, Willis did some things where I'd go, well, Kenny Pickett can't do that. He wanted mm. to make sure you all saw that, you know. You know he, he wanted to make sure you knew that he could scramble around and he can hit Tyreek Hill on the 65-yard bomb down right. the field. So that, that there is a difference there in that. And, and it does help you, you know, imagine if you're a play caller and evaluator what the things and possibilities you can do with that guy. It's the same thing with Zach Wilson last year. I mean, what, you know. I want to go to like Marlon Humphrey. I'm sorry, Marlon. Your workout looked different than the guy that was drafted in the fifth round at corner that year too. I'm right. sorry, you weren't just <laughs> oh, why are we making a big deal about some guy that's just fast running around in tights again? Right. There was a difference, and and the ones that are into the nuance can appreciate it and really know. You know, again, like Zach Wilson last year. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I mean, that was that was different. We never saw anybody do that in the workout ever. Right. Where it was just like. I'm going to show you my ass every throw. I'm just going to do one fucking amazing thing after another and make it my whole workout. I'm not even going to waste my time throwing balls to the back out of the backfield or can he throw the four-yard slant? I'm not going to do that to you know improve my numbers. I mean, every throw was 20-yard out, 50-yard bomb, both feet off the ground, across the field, sidearm, 40-yard throw. I mean, there is a difference. Right. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. Bringing us to your fourth quarterback, Sam Howell. Yep. This is from uh, Watch the All-22. He says, Sam Howell equals Baker Mayfield 2.0. Changed my mind. Well, it, there is some similarities there. I, I know what he's saying. There is a toughness. You know, he's tough as hell in the pocket. He's gritty in far as, you know, making plays, shaking a defender off, making a throw down the field, lowering his shoulder on a third and four to get five yards in the run. That is, there's some Baker Mayfield stuff there for sure. He does not throw the ball like Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield has a special arm. Again, Baker Mayfield can throw the ball 70-plus yards in the air. Right. You know, and it's fluid, and he can get the ball out of his hands. You know, Sam Howell... The arm is good. There's no doubt. It's not Baker Mayfield good. And, you know, what I would add to that is when he really wants to step on the pedal, he can lose control of it at times. He can. You know, there, there's just, there is that. It's a little bit because of the funky mechanics I talked about a little on Monday, too. Front shoulder's always wide open. He never gets any turn into it at yeah. all. It's really an over-the-top, like, let me just swing my arm into it. There's talent there. He obviously has a good hand to make it happen and all of that, but he's not the machine you want throwing the football. He can be a little careless. He can take some sacks that way. You know, I think his athleticism, I don't know if it's going to translate as well to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't look at it that way to go, oh, man, this is a guy that's really going to make his money running around and doing all that. So that's where it's a little different that way. Right. Uh, and, and, yes, too many – stupid sacks and things like that at times i think i think he was a little bit victim of his own success early yep and then i mean victim of he had 
terrific talent around him. Yes, the playmakers, right. uh, receivers, and running backs. Two years ago, they didn't yeah. have this past year. Yeah. But it was it was giant news when he flipped from Florida State to Carolina because of the talent he had. One right. of the most gifted high school quarterbacks that that season was really good his freshman year, and so he had all this all this attention and excitement. And I thought like the rest of his career was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, most people would sign up for it, but with the way it started kind of natural talent he has and what he did right away I, I don't know if it ever lived up to it I, I could have been play so. calling and guys around him but I mean I, I wanted his career to be an A after his first season yeah and it was you know A minus B plus yeah kind of right I think it was a B plus B plus ish yeah I'm with you there yeah yeah I mean to me just not a dynamic enough thrower it's not the quickest release in the world Mm-mm. you know there's no really variety in the release either and it's just um not a machine enough throwing the football either that way, in, in my opinion. So that's where you know I look at it. But he is a guy I will say, you know, as I said in the in the yesterday or Monday, end of the second, third round with you know potential to maybe be something. You know, if you can clean up some of those things throwing the football, if we can get his you know shoulder turned in there, you know, I do think he's a guy that. You know, there, there could be something there. But that's a big if. I mean, there's there's not a lot of quarterbacks we've had coming in the league where you go, oh, if he changes this one drastic mechanical thing, he'll be a different guy. That's It's it's few and far between in that conversation. You know, even what jumps out to me, too, is when I did my studying, too, like he threw the ball really hard at the combine. I think he might have thrown it the hardest. Okay. He barely hit the fucking huge mat, though. He mm-hmm. missed the target by, like, six feet. Yeah. And I want to go, that's what I saw on film. It's the over-the-top yeah, It's thing. just a little – it's the – you know, every now and then he tries to let it let it go, and it just doesn't come close to the target. So, um, yeah, that's the way I kind of look at, at Sam Howell. I saw him play in person, and then I think uh, Keaton Slovis from USC was now at Pitt in back to back weeks, and I I thought Slovis was just I mean just watching them throw the football. I mean, Slovis, Slovis is a more me machine, more. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's a more machine. Howell has like, oh wow, that was a good throw. Yeah, man, and then you go five throws in a row. You just go, oh, that's okay. He makes some really, he did make some really nice touch and feel kind of throws. Right, he's got a good hand. Where it's not so much. Yeah, it's a great way to describe it's it. It's not hand. so much the velocity. Yeah, just it's gets the recess, done. kind of drop it in there yeah, across right, the field, sort of. Right, thing. he's got a little feel that way. You know, some of the I, there were some throws where I went, man, that was an amazing throw. I mean, the fact that he threw that ball like that with his body in that position and those mechanics. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have a little talent to do what he did. But I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and then. You know, too, I think, you know, he, he can go through reads. I like that. I do. You know, but there there was, I thought, very few legit NFL throws on his film where I just talk about, like, oh, 20-yard out route or, you know, hitting a deep crosser and just having to get it over the dropping linebacker, all that. Um, that, that and they're just too loosey-goosey like we talked about, a uh, little, little too relaxed and not urgent enough in the pocket. You know, has that a little bit of like, wait, the first read's open, but you're going to stand there and kind of look cool and wait for something better. Right. You know, and then, oh, damn, now you lost 15 yards and took a sack. Shit, we're out of field goal position. Some of that stuff is what drives you a little crazy with him. Touching on each one of Chris's top five quarterbacks in this year's class, only one left, in the, and that is number five, Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati. Before I get to a question, saw him play this year, and we were driving to the airport afterward, and he beat Notre Dame. He made yeah. some really big throws yeah, on crucial downs mm-hmm. uh, to win in South Bend, and the question came up amongst us okay where's he going in the draft and I think I said 
late second, somewhere in the third is probably most likely. That, yeah. was, that was September. Right. A lot has changed since then. That brings me to this question mm-hmm. from at Harry Gassione. He says, do you view Desmond Ritter as a second-round pick who can maybe sit for a year and then start, or are you more worried? I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's that. I, I wouldn't. Again, there is some high-end potential here. Now, he does show the ability to step on the grass and have a strong arm yep. at times. But, you know, as far as everything else is a little just all over the place. Mm. The accuracy is not what you want. There are too many footballs that get away from him. I I mean, and I mean that with like the guy's wide open on a 10-yard out route and we we didn't hit him. He didn't even get it to where the guy can touch it. There's just some of that stuff, right? So I think, you know, this the, the deliberate – deliberate release yeah. how slow it is he can't just flick it you know his feet are very in concrete in the pocket i thought out of all these guys he was the worst at working the pocket mm. and hopping around and you know oh wait let me hop my feet and make him get him back into position and throw to that guy like there was none of that that, that is such a big observation right whether it's positive or negative yeah. this one's a little more on the negative side yeah. picture any key play in the nfl on how often the quarterback has to find a spot in the uncomfortable pocket and oh, if God. Uh, uh, yeah uh, all the damn right, time. Right, and right. It, it, if you notice that, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm filing that away. Yeah, right. That I says do. something. I know you're exactly right. That's the game in the NFL right now. Oh, wait. Huh, oh, let me hop in. Oh, let me get back into shape. Here's the guy's open. Huh. Oh, boom. I got it. Okay, good. Ooh, all right, first down. Right. All right, let me get ready to do it again. I mean, that, that is. That's life in the NFL. There it is. All right, oh, this time I got to do the same damn thing, except I got to throw sidearm. He's open. Oh, God, I, got it, I got it done. And that's where I don't, I don't see that. He's not a machine enough throwing the ball. So a lot of the good plays and big throws, and even the ones you're talking about in the Notre Dame game, yeah. I just go, damn, the guy was wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was a nice throw, but there was no pressure on the throw. So, you know, very college offense, you know, mechanical issues, not overly gifted thrower. But, again, I think I throw him in the, you know, if you're going to take a chance on a guy and think you can grow him into something, to me he is that guy. Mm. He, he is that guy. The arm is flexible. But, like, he just has some things, as I talked about, to the front side where, I mean, just nothing moves. The legs don't move. He gets no shoulder movement. He just tries to do it all with the arm. Yeah. He does all of that. There's a lot of, a lot of just throw it to this guy type of plays. Yeah. And, and so it, it's it's – you know, it's not as twitchy and quick like we talked about in the pocket to make decisions, get the ball out of your hands. Mm-hmm. His speed, you know, it's good speed. Yes, he's the fastest, but, you know, if I had a third and five situation, I'd rather have Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or, or Willis because I think they're going to be able to hop around the pocket and make somebody miss and scramble up into that little, you know, gap right there to get five yards on third and four and get the first down. And then, right. So, you know, but you, you want to run read option and now run down the sideline? Okay, you I'll take it, Desmond yeah. Ritter because he can open up and run for a 70-yard touchdown. Everybody loves a comp this time of year, and I, I, I like watching just the motion, not how they produce yeah. or what kind of person they are. I'm just watching the motion like, huh, I seen that motion before, mm-hmm. and I had seen it w- w- with uh, Desmond Ritter, and it took me a while. I'm like, watch him. Like, I know that he reminds me of somebody, and just standing there, body type, release wise, nothing else. Yeah, go back and watch Colin Kaepernick when he first came in the mm-hmm. league. Yeah, and there's some real similarity with straight sure. up and down. Yeah, very straight up and Not down. A lot You're of right. Torque, just right. kind of a, a, right. At some point tonight, kids go to bed. Just, just watch yeah. ten throws. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, compare. It. I can picture it. It's, I can picture it's it. It's a similar kind of delivery. It's a similar look. It is a similar, similar, similar delivery. The one thing with Kaepernick 
is, and I was kind of just, you know, getting into the business of this stuff when, uh, or, or taking notice of watching film. My dad would do it. And when Kaepernick was coming out, because Kaepernick was a guy that my dad called pretty early. He goes, you watch this Kaepernick yeah. guy. He goes, watch out. Kaepernick had one thing that he did, or two things that, that I would say would be different. First off, he never let his arm angle break, right? Mm. Like we talk about a lot. The arm, the elbow joint, it's always at the 90-degree angle. So mm-hmm. he might not get all that shoulder movement or the feet movement, but at least that didn't break. Ritter, it will break. It will get long and elongated that way. And then the results of what you saw from Kaepernick's throws were also where you go, oh, there's some things you got to work on, but damn, there's another 40-yard piss missile mm-hmm. and a perfect spiral down the middle into a tight window. Mm-hmm. So he had at least the evidence to go, oh, he can do this all the time. Yeah. You know, Ritter, uh, you know, it, it's not a lot of that. Ball doesn't come out the same. Just, no. just strictly. No, I know what you're, the, the look, stand and deliver, the body type, looks, all of it. I hear like you. It. I hear it. It's a good comparison. I'm with you. I hear we, you. We have a really good way to, to put a stamp on this one. Remember we? when we started? We're like, hey, five minutes ago, speculation came across that Tyreek Hill might be traded. We have more than this? We have more. Pete, say it in my ear Is one more time. It's official Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Are what? you kidding me? What? What? So, Pete, for for what? For okay, un, unofficial or not unofficial, unknown on the details. But I'm, I'm just, I don't know what to picture first: the Chiefs without Tyree Kill, or the Dolphins with Tyree Kill. They got the guy with one of the weakest arms in football with Tyree Kill. But there's a difference here. Yeah. What are the 49ers? What, what is their passing offense? Play action pass, boom over the yeah. middle. Play action pass, boom over the middle. Speed sweep, toss it to Debo. Now they got two and, guys that can do that. Debo makes it happen. Right. Yeah. They're going to use Tyreek in that. They're going to go, we're going to make you worry about run game, bootlegs, inside, outside zone, and they're going to spread you out so much horizontally. Yeah. And then they're going to go, you're going to get spread out horizontally, and then we're going to find one of those holes and hit Tyreek or Waddle through it, and he's, they're going to fucking be gone. Five picks. Five picks. A first, a second, a fourth. And a fourth and a sixth in next Woo! year's draft. Kansas City's wow. taking that. They're going to take wow. that. Okay, wow. so they, they get this boatload of picks, but I now know. they've got this offense. And they, again, that was based off of Mahomes' talent. Andy Reid's creativity. And putting this defense in the spot where, are we going to worry most about Kelsey or Hill? And now Hill's gone. Man, it just it, – I. I'm shocked that they were willing is, to get rid of it. It is shocking. It is shocking. But, it, it, I mean, to me, it's got to be – he's got to be asking for $27, 28000000 million a year. Okay. I, I would think it's got to be something like that. So, so Miami. And they're probably a little bit like, wait, first off, you're, tw- you're going to be 28, and they're going to be like, wait, we're the team that, again, signed you with yeah. all your issues in college. And then they're going to go, wait, we're the team that gave you a second contract after you were devo- involved in domestic violence yep. disputes with, you know, uh, his significant sure. other. Yeah. So they're probably looking and going, wait, and you're really f- fucking holding us over the fire here? Yeah. To like, you got to be the highest paid receiver? I got to think it's something well, like that. I'm sure there I are things be. that led to this that are non-football based. Ooh, so Does McCole it, Hardman, he's yeah. going to be happy. Yeah. High, highest paid wide receiver. Four there years, one hundred twenty million dollars. So there you go, seventy-two million. So they guaranteed. weren't going to pay him thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, I just said, I said, he's asking for twenty-eight million a year. He was asking for thirty. Said that an hour ago, right? So, so there it is. Let's just picture Miami here, yeah, for a moment. That mm-hmm. offense, Tua, Tyreek. Mm-hmm. What else we got? 
What are we looking at? Gasecki. Gasecki, yep. Waddle, right? Jalen Waddle. Yep. They, they re-signed Preston Williams. Keep me on the straight and narrow here, Pete, just to make sure. But just, I mean, just Waddle and Hill. I mean, that's a, and Gasecki. Yeah. And now you got, you got what's it, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert at running back with Mike McDaniel running the show. Wow. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, like, just sign Laramie, uh, I mean, not Laramie Tunzel, Teron Armstead at left, the left tackle. I mean, that, those are some big-time moves and some big-time money being thrown around for sure. I mean, well, I'm in shock with you, though. I, I still can't believe it because yeah. it's just like it's like the 49ers without Jerry Rice almost. You're like, what? How does that happen right now? Such, such a difference maker. McCall wow. Hardman is going to be extremely happy. I know he was just chomping at the bit of, like, I want more touches. This is my year. I want to show up on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're going to. See if he can show off in the seam here. With, seen with him and Juju Smith-Schuster. And, I was going to say, and they Kelsey. have Juju now. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked now. You know, what do they got? They got two first-rounders now where, you know, one of them maybe go to a receiver. We'll see. We'll see what they do. So Kansas City now has in the first, Pete, which, which picks are, are they looking at? So they got Miami's 29th pick. They got the 29th okay, pick, so the one from 29. San Francisco. There okay, so they're they're drafting a twenty nine and thirty. There you go. There you have it. Which you know could be prime receiver land. We'll see. I think there could be some guys there certainly as I dig through this. But yeah, uh, big time move, big time move. way to end the podcast. I right know. There. I Woo. mean, to kind of like wonder about it at the beginning, and then while we're out here hanging out talking quarterbacks, the deal gets done. Gosh, that's that's Jeez. amazing. Wow. All right, all right. Well, there you have it. There's the. I hope you like the answers. Hope we hit all everything you know you wanted to hear out there. Um, big time move by Colts. Big time move by the Miami Dolphins. Mm. I mean, amazing. It really is. Uh, Paulie, way to go. Good, Good to, to have you, you back in the fold. You're back in on Monday? Monday. Right Monday. Back All right, cool. Yeah. Monday. We're hitting wide receiver rankings. We're going to be going through that class. A lot of guys, a lot of depth in this for sure. Uh, hope everybody's good. Stay good. Be good. Have a great weekend. Have some fun out there, but just don't be crazy, okay? You crazy kids, you. Peace out. Paulie, you the man. Peace. We're out.